I wanted to bring a message. I'm trying to encourage y'all, trying to point you on the direction of faith, of hope, versus even politically speaking, but also just socially speaking. I feel like there's one side of the spectrum that is hopeless, that is trying to tell you that the system is rigged, that you stand, you don't stand a chance at all these successes and great things that our country's done, that our faith has done, um, that it doesn't matter. And you're born into a position in life, just by chance you either succeed or fail, and no amount of effort by yourself can change that. And I just flat out disagree. I, I, I don't believe that. I do believe in hope. Um, while some people see hope as the great um, lie, the great trick, they, they think of hope as it's just, you know, we're in a prison cell with um, an open ceiling that we can't reach. If you've ever seen uh, Batman, I don't know which one it was, um, not Dark Knight, maybe it was Dark Knight, uh, I don't know, anyways, um, the prison cell with the walls so high you can't scale them and you get to see the sun and that this is supposed to be just the hope and it's supposed to be crippling. Um, but we're not in prison. We are free, it, at least <laughs> to some extent. Um, maybe you could argue that uh, we're, we're less free than we should be or less free than we could be and increasingly less free. But um, the hope of freedom, the hope of wanting to do things and make a change in your life and ultimately decide where your life ends up, um, I think we do still have that freedom. Now, you can't control other situations that would result in you, you know, you can't just wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to be a millionaire by May. <laughs> it's, it doesn't work that way. Uh, but you can decide to pursue it. And uh, freedom is nobody's going to come in between you and your goals, or some might call it your pursuit of happiness. Uh, anyways, so I wasn't able to to record this part yesterday. I had my notes ready, but couldn't do it. And then this morning, I'm, I'm heading into the office, and I stop by Whataburger and get a little breakfast, and uh, I'm listening to music, some praise music, and some stuff comes on that's just like, wow, that's, that's really good for me this morning, good to hear, and and then in, in prepping, waiting for my computer to catch up, basically, um, I'm scrolling through Instagram, and in a local church uh, that I follow on Instagram posted something that went hand in hand perfectly with exactly what I was planning on talking about anyways, but from a different perspective. And it was, it was amazing because I was not expecting that. Um, so, so the message I want to bring you is kind of twofold. Uh, as you notice the title of the podcast, break my heart. Um, when I was younger, um, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce it this way. When I was younger, I, re I remember whether it was, I don't know if it was a pastor who said this or if I heard it in a song or whatever. Obviously, I've heard the phrase, um, break my heart for what breaks yours, but I can't remember what really cemented this idea in my head as a kid, but I can remember where I was. I was in the back seat of my parents' car. We were driving through San Antonio somewhere, and I remember what I was thinking about, but um, we were passing by a homeless person, and as a kid, I was just like, it... it it affected me for whatever reason, not that I'd never seen a homeless person before and not that I haven't seen one since, but in that moment, it affected me. And, uh, and I, I remember thinking, um, 
that I wanted to know what God feels, sees, or thinks when he looks at a homeless person. Um, because obviously God, in with infinite knowledge, knows the situation. He knows the person behind the homeless person that we see. You know, he, he knows the life choices. He knows the the decisions, the unavoidables, the things that that person couldn't control that led to him or her being there. Um, and I, and I, I almost had like a jealous moment, like, man, I wish I knew why he's in this situation. And, and I I remember as a kid praying like, God, I want to, at the time it was very limited in in what I was praying. My heart was in the right place, but what I was praying was break my heart for what breaks yours. As in, obviously you're sad seeing a homeless person. So I want to feel sadness. I want to know what you're feeling. And now as an adult, I've grown up and and I've uh, become a little less naive, good or bad. Um, I've become an adult. And what that is leading me towards now is thinking, I don't think uh, a broken heart necessarily is a bad thing. And it doesn't necessarily mean sadness. I think that you know, you, you see a, a video of a dog jumping at his owner because the owner hasn't been home for three months, whether it's a veteran or first responder or for whatever reason. Um, you see those videos and people, you know, my heart, people say that it is heartbreaking, even though it's not a bad situation. Um, and so that that's a little more clarity that I'm seeing into that idea of, okay, God, if, if I'm doing something or somebody else does something or if I witness something, and that's something that brings you joy as the creator or as a, as the, the father. Um, I want to feel that. I want to know what it's like to not to be God, but to see things through a perfect perspective. And obviously that's something I'll never achieve. Nobody will achieve this side of heaven, but it's something I think to strive towards, which, which brings me to, to the ultimate point. Um, when, when you have a close relationship with somebody, whether it's a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, best friend, parent. Um, my mom and my sister are like extremely close. And there's times where you see them and it's like, oh, they're obviously uh, mother and daughter, or actually some people uh, pick them out as maybe being sisters. Um, hashtag good genes. But uh, when you see people who are that close, it's not uncommon to see the same uh, facial expressions, the fa- same uh, hand gestures. You you start acting the same way, and and ultimately you end up responding to things in in much the same way, or you feel things the same way. Uh, the same things will make the, these two people sad in the in the same way because they're they're much they're very much alike. Um, And so I want to bring that to our relationship with God. As you, as we strive, as we push and we try and we make all this great effort that God is kind of saying, Hey, you don't need to be trying so hard, but you know, as we're, we're doing our best to, to get closer to God, to, to see more of him, to experience more of him. Um, I think that, that we have to have the same kind of feeling there. Um, we should desire to feel what he feels because when you have a relationship, you kind of feed off of each other. Now, obviously, I don't think God in a relationship with me is thinking, oh, uh, Bobby had a unique perspective on some political uh, news article. Like, no, I don't think it's, I think he, he's he got it. Um, but then as far as me trying to make myself more Christ-like, 
um, I want to feel what he feels and I want to experience things the way he experiences and, and I want to be sad when he's saddened or angry with righteous anger when he's angry or joyful, um, seeing people excel. I want to be proud and I want to be happy for them the, the way that I, I believe that God the Father would be. Uh, that he, he delights when his children are happy. Um, so I, I want to experience those things. And the, the thing that I saw this morning, uh, and I'll wrap this up, I promise, <laughs> was a Bible verse, John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And that verse spoke to me this morning because I'm used to seeing the word sheep in a derogatory way, especially in, in today's over-politicized culture. Uh, you, you see the term sheeple, these people who just follow um, some political ideology and whatever that political ideology says or that politician says or whoever that politician decides to hate at any particular moment, well, then that's their marching orders and they go. Um, and so we see the term sheep in today's world is a very derogatory term. Uh, rightfully so. Even the Bible expresses how dumb sheep are. And in the Bible, we are referred to as sheep. And, you know, you can get insulted by that or you can be like, well, well I, yeah, I guess, I guess that kind of works, right? We do some stupid stuff. But there's hope there in that with every sheep, there's hopefully, or there, really there is, um, there is a shepherd. And it's just the quality of shepherd that we choose. You know, uh, a sheep put out in pasture somewhere doesn't have a choice on what who they decide their shepherd is. They're just, okay, that's the shepherd. That's the dude carrying the stick or whatever. Um, but we, as humans, have been given free will. And so, you know, the term sheep can be derogatory, or in, in the biblical sense, I think it is more hopeful because if you're a sheep, to the good shepherd, you got nothing to worry about. He's got it taken care of. Um, we can trust in, in in that the things that we're going through in life are we're, we're going through them for a reason. You know, God created us in His image, and and the word image, people think, okay, we look like God. Um, but I think that really what it is more is the soul. That's the the depth of us. The feelings, the emotions, uh, those come from him. Jesus was angry. Jesus wept. It's the motivations behind the emotions. It's the what causes that passion that can either lead us in the correct direction or can trip us up and uh, we, we, we falter because of those emotions. It's, it's what's driving us. Um, so God feels, God experiences passion. So we can trust that, one, he knows what he's doing, but two, we can trust that any trial by fire that we experience is ultimately um, developmental for us as Christians and as people in general. And, and, and back to the metaphor of the sheep, just because God doesn't fear the wolves, because he's God, right, doesn't mean that he doesn't protect his sheep from the wolves. And what, what do I mean by that? Um, to follow God's plan in our lives is not to understand the plan, but to trust the planner. So we as these dumb sheep over here who do stupid stuff, if we just stop acting out of our own arrogance, our own pride, our own 
uh, desperation to control situations, ultimately what that leads to is trusting the shepherd, trusting the one who's not only leading us, but protecting us, watching out for us. Um, you don't go spelunking and then spelunking's cave diving for the not so nerds out there. Uh, you don't, you don't go cave diving. And then as soon as you get into some difficult situation, and I don't, I don't mean air quotes spelunking as in going on a guided tour on a concrete lit path in uh, natural bridge caverns or something. Um, I mean, spelunking, like you're, you're climbing through tunnels and there's maybe water and you're getting dirty and scraped up. Like it's, it's close quarters, claustrophobia type stuff. Um, you don't go spelunking. And then as soon as you're in a difficult situation, you just decide to bail and, and, and find your own way out. Um, you, you stop, you realize, okay, I'm stuck. You cry for a second um, probably get some clean shorts or something. Um, and then, and then you listen. Okay. You're like, you acknowledge in your head, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing right now. I'm probably going to get myself killed if I move an inch. So you look to that professional who is with you, who, who's either been here before or been in a situation like this before they know what they're doing. You look to them for instruction and then you literally put your life in their hands because who knows best how to navigate that situation. Um, and so, so that's the point seeing the term sheep. It's not a a reflection on the person itself, that, uh, that person's viewpoints. It's, it's a matter of who is their shepherd? Who have they chosen to follow? Is it a politician? Is it a pastor? Is it a parent? Is it a, an idol, uh, you know, some, uh, celebrity or I don't know, business owner or whatever. It's a movement maker. Uh, who are you following? Who's your shepherd? If it's not the shepherd, if it's not God the Father leading you throughout life, leading you to the correct decisions, guiding you through a stressful situation, whether it's bills, whether it's losing a job, losing a family member or a friend to illness or uh, suicide, God forbid. I mean, the, the suicide epidemic that's going on right now in, in the United States and I'm sure worldwide is just astounding and, and very few people are talking about it. So there's these terrible situations that people are in and ultimately you have to decide, am I going to follow what Donald Trump says because he's Donald Trump? Is that my shepherd? Do I follow Joe Biden or Kamala Harris because you know they they should know better because they they <laughs> they believe this on the southern border therefore i'm going to trust them to make the right decisions for my life no we all know instinctively that if anybody can make the correct decision for for us in our lives it's us but ultimately what that means is we have to follow the one who's got the plan and if you don't believe there's a plan if you believe we're all just ants existing on some marble in the universe and we're just some species that eventually is going to get wiped out. I don't know. Uh, I, I can't help you there because I don't know how to think in terms of hopelessness. I, I really don't. I, I always, I, I think of things through, okay, how do we make the best of the situation? Um, but anyways, I think that, that, that comes from having hope and the hope comes from experience and 
especially lately, as I've talked about um, since episode 36, but even just in my past life, looking back and thinking, wow, that was a terrible situation that really could have ended badly, but it didn't. And um, I can either thank myself or I can thank who I, I personally believe orchestrated those events as terrible as they might have been coming out the other side of that storm and being better for it. I have to believe there's a plan and there's a purpose. Um, so have hope. Don't let this world beat you down to the point of believing that it's all for nothing. It's all by accident that you can't control your life. You can't improve your situation. That That's, it's wrong. It's evil. I think hopelessness is a form of evil. It's a, it's a form of spiritual oppression. And that's when you're experiencing, if you, if you are projecting hopelessness, if you are causing hopelessness in others, you are, I believe an active agent of evil. And that's all of us. Um, if we're acting in a, in a way that, that separates another individual from their faith or from their God, um, Man, that, that's a dangerous situation to be in. I, I never want to be in that in that place or have that role in somebody's life. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> I got to let y'all go. But uh, have hope, trust in Him. You'll be amazed at the level of peace that you experience, just everyday life, but also in the scariest, darkest, most chaotic, um, unpredictable, unpredictable situations in life. Having peace in the storm is the most priceless thing that you could ever come across and I've only found one single way to consistently have peace in the storm and that's by putting my hope my trust and my faith in God the Father and believing that he knows how I'm feeling and he wants the best for me as exemplified through uh, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross and now I get to see beauty in life I get to see hope in life and I get to feel never alone uh, through the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I will leave you with that. Be kind to each other. Be kind to one another on social media. Uh, when you're, when you're making those snarky tweets, making those, those, um, this will show them comments on Facebook or Instagram. Um, try to, try to push a little hope on people. Try to fill people's cups up a little bit instead of, uh, just further emptying people because God knows, uh, so many of us are already so empty. So, uh, anyways, try to be the light, be the change in the world. Uh, if you want to be on the show, if you got a story, if you got a passion that you want to share with the audience, send me an email, info at crossandmusket.com, or uh, just find the page on Instagram at Friday underscore detox. I couldn't get just Friday detox, so it's at Friday underscore detox, D E T O X, and uh, send us a DM. As we put out the new posts, as we put out the, I'm trying to put some videos out there, reaction videos, um, trying not to <laughs> go all in on the editing and things, but just trying to make it digestible. So when you see those come out, share them, put them on your stories. I really believe that there's some positive that can come from just approaching these different ideas politically or socially um, from a from a sane, rational point of view. Uh, anyways. Take care, be safe this weekend, have fun, recharge, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Bye.